Om Jnana Timirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Guravena Maha This kirtan which we just sung is very well known all over the world. It is uh, standard within ISKCON and among the followers of Srila Prabhupada to chant this before a class because Srila Prabhupada generally always chanted this before a class. Not always, but almost always. There are many Vaishnava songs of Bhaktivinoda Thakur. There are also many short Nama Kirtans like this. For some reason, Srila Prabhupada liked to sing this particular song. By singing this, we can remember Krishna in Vrindavan, and you can remember Srila Prabhupada also because he also liked to sing this. Srila Prabhupada once explained this briefly. He said that this song is a picture of Vrindavan. Pratibhimbam. Chitram. That uh, is Krishna is there, Radha, the gopis, the Yamuna, Yashoda, everything is there. And Srila Prabhupada was explaining this and he became stunned in ecstasy, thinking of Vrindavan. So the uh, well-known song begins, Radha Madhava. Radha means she who worships Krishna, she who worships the best. Anaya Radhita Nunam Bhagavan Haririshwara. Her name is not mentioned directly in the Srimad Bhagavatam, but she is referred to indirectly by these words. She who worships the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Bhagavan Hari Ishvara, she who is the best worshipper, she is the most dear to Krishna, because she worships him the best. That doesn't mean that the worship of any other great devotee of Krishna is lacking in anything, but that the worship of Radha is most intense. And Madhava means the husband of Lakshmi. Of course, all these names can have many meanings. Srila Madhvacharya once proposed to explain all the names of the Vishnu Sahasranam, each one in a hundred ways. Uh, so another meaning of the name Madhava is uh, descendant of the Madhu dynasty. So we sometimes find in the Srimad Bhagavatam reference to Madhavao, the two Madhavas, meaning Krishna and Balaram. So Radha Madhava means, it's very easy to understand, Radha and Madhava. Madhava means Radha Madhava. Madhava, of course, means Krishna. Generally, we'd say Madhava means Krishna, although there are many descendants of the Madhu dynasty, so they could all be called Madhu, uh, Madhava. And Madhavi is a female name, right? Madhav Dirgi, long E, is a female name. But I saw it was uh, Vishnu Purana or Hari Vangsha that Madhavi with a... This Hrasva'i, uh, this Shati, that's a male name, which is a name for Pradyumna. So it means the same thing as Madhava. Anyway, generally when we say Madhava, we mean uh, Krishna. 
That's who <laughs> Krishna. <laughs> and Krishna means Radha Krishna. At least the followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they understand that Krishna means Radha Krishna. Atap, what is that? Atap Rahid Suraj Nahijani. Radha Virahit Madhava Nahijani. Bhaktivinoda Thakur says that just as we do, we don't know of, it's not possible to conceive of the sun without heat. So in the same way, uh, we don't recognize Krishna Madhava without Radha. Srila Prabhupada said that this song is a picture of Vrindavan. So the whole of Vrindavan revolves around Radha and Krishna. Of course, the, the famous and topmost leela is Rasa leela. Rasa Nritya, this Rasa dance, that means inner circle. That's what it literally means. Rasa dance means inner circle. So in this circle, there's one Krishna, one Gopi, one Krishna, another Gopi, one Krishna, another Gopi, like this. And in the center is Radha Krishna. So, the, the, like this, the, not just in the Ras dance, but the whole of Vrindavan, everything centers around, revolves around Radha and Krishna. So, that is the uh, desire of all the devotees of Vrindavan, that Radha and Krishna will be together. And then everything is perfect. If Radha and Krishna are not together, then it's a great catastrophe. So Radha Madhava, the uh, deities worshipped by Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur. In Mayapur, in Choti, uh, he, he worshipped Radha Madhava. Choti means in, the, in his uh, ancestral property in Urissa. Those were his family deities, and then when he came to uh, Mayapur to worship, then Radha Madhava came to him. <laughs> that uh, one Brahmin came to visit and said, he's on his way to Mayapur, but it's going to be difficult for him to take his deities and worship every day. So he left them in the care of Thakur Bhaktivinoda and never came back. <laughs> And of course, Srila Prabhupada, he worshipped Radha Madhava in Mayapur, which is non-different from Vrindavan. Now at Iskon Vrindavan, the very big, from our vision, very big deities of Radha Madhava are installed, along with very uh, big deities of the Ashtashaki, the eight gopis. Uh, Srila Prabhupada uh, actually installed there the what from our vision appears to be the smaller Ashtadhatu or eight metal form of Radha Madhava and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Srila Prabhupada would sit at one end of the temple room on his Vyasasan and Radha Madhava about, I guess, yeah, about this high. There would be in the altar at the other end. And uh, once a devotee asked Srila Prabhupada that, uh, you know, the, the, de Radha, the deities are so far away that you can't see them properly. And Srila Prabhupada said, there is no question of separation between me and Krishna. Se separation in this case means uh, separation by distance. Like Although one leads to another. Separation by distance leads to separation by feeling also. Mm.
So uh, Radha Madhava also means Radha's Madhava. There's also uh, Rukmini's Madhava, but residents of Vrindavan they know Radha's Madhava. Everyone in Vrindavan recognizes that that Krishna belongs to Radha, and that is the the mystery and the delight of Krishna in Vrindavan. And delight, delight, pleasure, yeah. Actually, delight means chala anandam. Amita anandam. Amita anandam. All right, there are so many good words. That he who is the husband of the goddess of fortune of Lakshmi means he's the supreme personality of Godhead, Bhagavan Hari Ishvara. He is the property of Radha. That here in Vrindavan, <coughs> Krishna is not sitting on a big throne. Sometimes they may put him on a big throne and then they'll make fun of him. What are you doing sitting on that big throne? I s- several times said this, but I li- I'll say again that that's recorded in the... Uh, where is that? Garga Samhita somewhere. I can't, it's one of the books describing Vrindavan pastimes. That when Krishna comes home from the pasturing grounds in the evening, that time is called Godhuli, means Sandhya, when the, when the dust from the cows is coming up, he comes home. I'm not sure if it's Gargasamit, somewhere, I can't remember. So uh, Krishna is coming home and Brahma is there offering prayers and Shiva is there offering prayers and Indra is there offering prayers to Krishna. So Krishna's cowherd boyfriends are also there. They've been playing with Krishna all day. Sometimes wrestling with Krishna. Sometimes in the Yamuna, splashing water back and forward. So they, when they see Brahma and Shiva and Indra and all the demigods offering prayers to Krishna, they think it's a big joke. They think it's a lot of fun. And they also come before Krishna and pretend to be like Brahma and with great awe and reverence. And then they roll on the ground holding their stomachs laughing. So Krishna in Vrindavan is uh, he's a very different kind of person to that uh, king sitting on a throne in Vaikuntha. He's uh, Radha's Madhava and Kunja Bihari. He doesn't understand English eh? or Telugu. Anyway, what does he? This boy here is called same name. So, although he has uh, so many palaces, opulences, queens, so many things, but he is uh, in the groves of Vrindavan. Bangalore? Bangala. 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 The palace? Palace. Mahal is Raja Raja Prasad is the or Raja Mahal something like that. Anyway, it's your language. I don't know. Hmm? No, no, the palace, the palace. 
Oh, the Kunja, you say. Bangla, is it? No. It's palace. Yeah, you see. Yeah. So he enjoys uh, so many pastimes in the groves of Vrindavan. Uh, of course, the trees, groves means uh, trees, with a little space there also for having some pastimes. But they're not ordinary trees. We were just singing, Na na ratnene baddha mula vitapa. This, uh, the trees, they have so many jewels in their roots. They are desire trees, so you can get anything that you want. Of course, in Vrindavan, people only desire to serve Krishna. So they don't go to the desire tree and say, give me the latest cell phone. There's no such thing. But if you think there's some nice thing, some nice fruit we'd like to serve to Krishna, the tree will give you. Trees also have their own desires. They want to serve Krishna. So sometimes the trees, they, when Krishna is moving in the forest, the trees, they come and follow him also. So this is the uh, inconceivable land of Vrindavan, mm. where everything is, every, every particle is conscious. That is, the, we, we've heard the spiritual world is chinmai, which literally means the, the conscious. So generally the Mayavadi rascals take this word chinmai to mean some kind of consciousness, ju- just consciousness. Keval Chaitanya, only conscious, no object of consciousness, just conscious, which is not, you can't be conscious without being conscious of something that they say, they talk like that. The spiritual world means, Chinmai means Krishna Chaitanya, conscious of Krishna. So every particle of dust, every uh, drop of water, everything is fully conscious and conscious of Krishna. Then uh, Krishna Gopi Jannavallava. Radha, she's the principal Gopi. There are unlimited Gopis. And Krishna is the Vallabh of all of them. Vallabh is usually translated as uh, husband or lover. Yeah, but it, it's more than husband, it means more than husband in the official sense. The wife may serve the husband out of a sense of duty. But the relationship between Krishna and his devotees is one of pure love, pure affection. That the uh, Krishna wants to please his devotees and the devotees want to please Krishna. Sadhava hridayama hyam sadhu nang hridayang tvahang Madanyate na jananti nahang te bhyomanagapi Krishna says the saints or the devotees, the sadhus, they are in my heart, they are my heart. And I am in their heart or I am their heart because they know nothing but me and I know nothing but them. So this is uh, pure devotion to Krishna. And there are many great devotees. Krishna loves them all. Some devotees are very famous. For instance, Garuda has very famous, has a very important job carrying the Lord here and there whenever required. All the uh, (coughs) principal paraphernalia of the Lord, his sword, his bow, they're all persons who... uh, 
come as the uh, Alvas. They came in this uh, as the Alvas in South India, in, in Tamil Nadu area. So these are all very great devotees. But Krishna himself, we'll find when he's speaking to Uddhava, he very uh, frankly reveals that n- none of the devotees are as dear to me as the gopis of Vrindavan. So Krishna is gopi Jannavallava. He's the husband and lover of the gopis. Uh, of course, husband, some may dispute, but like that. He's the Vallava. And Girivaradhari. He's the Girivara means the, the best or the biggest of hills, means Govardhan. Means Krishna is holding up the Govardhan hill. He's Giridhari. Now Krishna has performed many pastimes. He's shown his Vishwarup to Arjuna. That's more astonishing than lifting the Govardhan hill, isn't it? That is the uh, demonstration of his godness in Bhagavata. He uh, he killed so many soldiers. When Jarasandha would attack Mathura, 17 times Krishna repulsed the whole army. By himself, he killed all the soldiers. So that's not an easy thing to do, huh? Now, there are so many pastimes of Krishna. He took Arjuna beyond the coverings of the universe to Mahavishnu Loka. He creates, maintains and destroys all of the universes. But devotees in Vrindavan, they know about all these leelas, but they like to remember Krishna's leela of lifting Govardhan Hill, which shows Krishna's greatness. Uh, no one... No ordinary person can lift a, a mountain and hold it for seven days on the edge of his a tip of his little finger. But, uh, like I say, there are other more spectacular pastimes. But devotees especially remember this pastime because it's in Vrindavan with uh, the very dear Govardhan, which is right there to Krishna and all the devotees and to the cows, therefore he's called Govardhan. And all the inhabitants of Vrindavan were protected by Krishna. And they all came together to be with Krishna for seven days and seven nights. Normally they cannot be with Krishna non-stop. Yashoda and the elderly gopis, they don't actually see Krishna very much. Just in the morning when Krishna gets up and then Yashoda bathes him and dresses him and feeds him. And in the evening, uh, when he comes back, she again bathes him and dresses him and feeds him. But in the daytime, Krishna is out in the fields or in the the, uh, forest with the cows. So the gopis, they're all feeling distressed that now we cannot see Krishna. And uh, the, the, the gopis, the younger gopis, that means the, uh, the, the ones Krishna performs his Rasalila with, they're the elder ones also, the same age group as Yashoda. They're only with Krishna at night, and that's also secretly. And the cowherd boys, they don't like nighttime because they're separated from Krishna. But in Govardhan Lila, they're all with Krishna 24 hours a day for seven days. So, uh, actually the Vrajavasis, they have to thank Indra for attacking them with, with rain. And they can simply see Krishna and be with Krishna and talk with Krishna and feed Krishna 
for seven days and nights. Oh, Yashoda Nandana. He is the... Nandana means the, the pleasure of Yashoda, the son of, Krishna, of Yashoda. So who is Yashoda? She's, uh, you could say, from mother of Krishna, yeah. But from, from the external point of view, she's a very ordinary person. She's living in the forest, that's all, with the, the cowherd caste. Not very sophisticated people. The, the, the cowherd caste, they're a bit rough kind of people, isn't it? All over India, the cowherd caste, they're a bit rough. They're, you know, they're chasing behind cows and not, not very educated people. So all the inhabitants of... Mostly they're the Gopajati, the, the cowherd caste. Shukadev, he's the son of Vyas. He means he's from very uh, high-class Brahmin background. Of course, Vyas was also born from a fisherwoman, but his father was Parashara. So even though he's born of a fisherwoman, he's considered the best, the guru of, of all the Brahmanas, of everyone. And uh, Shuka is his son, and not only uh, of very good lineage, but also a highly advanced devotee from even before his birth. Not from birth, but from before his birth. Uh, so renounced that he doesn't even wear any clothes. Not that he's profligate or lascivious, which means you know, misbehaved, lusty, not like that, but because he's just fully renounced from the world. So when he describes Yashoda about how she, Krishna eventually allowed her, her to tie him up, Krishna up, he describes, Nemam varincho nabhavo nashrir apyanga sangshraya prasadam lebhire gopi yattat prapavi muktidat. He says, uh, Shukadev expressing wonder at the fortune of Yashoda. He says that the kind of mercy that Yashoda got from Krishna in being able to be his mother, that kind of mercy that Brahma, he has no idea of that. Lord Shiva, such a great personality, practically non-different from Vishnu, but he is nowhere near the uh, status of Yashoda. Exactly, it's not stated like that, but the, the point is they don't get the same affection or mercy from Krishna. And Sri means Lakshmi, the abode of all opulence, who's always on the chest of Narayana. She also cannot get the same mercy as Yashoda God. Prasadam lebhire gopi. She's just a gopi. But she got so much mercy from Krishna. When we say just a gopi, that means from the material point of view, very uh, insignificant. But from the spiritual point of view, the gopis, they are, yeah, they're above Garuda, Brahma, Shiva, Lakshmi, everyone. Krishna is the giver of liberation. Yeah, but he himself is tied up by Mother Yashoda. So Shukadev, who descri describes in Srimad Bhagavatam the uh, 
the wonders of the universe, of the material world, of the spiritual world, of Nrishimha, of Narayana, he himself is most wonderstruck at the mercy that is afforded to Yashoda. So Krishna is known as Yashoda Nandana. He is the delight of Yashoda. So he could also be described as the delight of so many devotees, of Akrura, of Garuda, of Rukmini, and that would not be incorrect. But uh, devotees, they especially remember the great fortune of Yashoda Mai, who will believe all these things. So Yashoda Nandana and Brajajanaranjana. In in Vrindavan, Krishna is known as Radha Madhava and Yashoda Nandana. He's known by his relationship especially with Radha and Yashoda. One of Krishna's qualities is that he's especially uh, inclined to and merciful toward women. So Yashoda and Brajajanaranjana, he's... That word Ranjana is very similar to that Nandana. He gives pleasure to all the inhabitants of Vrindavan. And Yamuna, Yamuna, actually is pronounced in this song, it's pronounced Yamuna because it's... uh, The Sanskrit grammar is like that, means of Yamuna, becomes Yamuna. Just like Yamuna Acharya. So Yamuna... In the Hindi street, they say, they say, uh, they, Yamna. They leave out that. Yeah, they make it very short. But Yamuna Tira Vanachai. He sports in the forests on the bank or, or near the Vrindavan, near the Yamuna. So Srila Prabhupada would sing this every day, and you can see the uh, film recording of that. How Srila Prabhupada is completely absorbed in chanting this Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari. Sometimes Srila Prabhupada will be playing his gong. Sometimes he'd play the cartels, quite big cartels, and he'd, he'd play quite briskly and loudly. And after singing this, generally Srila Prabhupada would speak on Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, how we are not the body. How Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead. We have to surrender to Krishna. The the attempt to enjoy in this material world is simply foolishness. Srila Prabhupada would speak some basic topics, but with so much much knowledge he would give. Full of uh, complete spiritual power. And uh, often very many interesting embellishments also. Embellishments means alankara. Or, yeah, just or interesting things. Just like, yes, two days ago I, I was listening to a lecture of uh, Srila Prabhupada. Of course I heard it before. And he described that this uh, sindur, that the, at the time of the wedding, the husband... He places the sindur in the hair of the wife. That red powder. I think it's mercury oxide, something like mercury. It's made of um, something like this. It's turmeric, which is uh, burned. Yeah, but it's chemically, it's the 
constitution is mercury, something like this, according to the Sanskrit dictionary. <laughs> it's not made from mercury directly. So Prabhupada said the origin of this, or what it is, that the kshatriyas, they would kidnap their wife. That was the system. That's the best way for a kshatriya to get a wife. Either kidnapping or there'd be some competition like that. Just like Nagnajit had these seven bulls who no one could control. So, uh, only the one who could control and put the ring in the nose of seven bulls, he could marry his daughter. Or Drupad made a condition that who can marry my daughter? They have to shoot this... Uh, not actually a f- but a model of a fish but they have to look down in the water they can't look directly and they have so like this they have to do or Janak who can who can uh, string the bow of, of Lord Shiva so generally there'd be some fight anyway in the Kshatriyas of course Arjuna when he took Draupadi he was pretending to be a Brahmana but still the Kshatriyas they were ready to fight Anyway, Prabhupada explained that what happens, there's a fight, and then the Kshatriya takes the blood from his defeated opponent and smears it on the head, and that's the origin of that. So many interesting things Prabhupada has told us. Now there's this uh, complete collection of Srila Prabhupada's lectures. You can, we have available here, you can take. Srila Prabhupada spoke on so many subjects. Is that correct? Srila Prabhupada spoke on so many subjects. Srila Prabhupada only spoke on one subject, which is Krishna. But Krishna means includes all other subjects. But we have to speak of Krishna in Krishna consciousness. Because uh, Manusha Manuvartante Manusha Parta Sarvashaha. Everyone is on Krishna's path, but some people realize and some don't. So it's not that just by talking about anything that that is Krishna conscious. People who are giving speeches, Jai Telangana, they're also not separate from Krishna. I better be careful what I say here, someone might come out and shoot me if I say anything against the Telangana separatist movement. People are killing themselves, but I won't say it out loud, I'll just express by my face what I think about it. So that's uh, completely Maya, but it's also not separate from Krishna in one sense. See, if we say this Jai Telangana, people think it's so important, but if anyone happens on the internet to be watching this and they're not Indian, they won't have the slightest idea what you're talking about. It it, it doesn't mean anything whatsoever to them. Someone sitting in London, freezing cold London, then uh, Telangana, what's that all about? Jai Telangana, what's that Telangana? Some some new demigod or what is that? <laughs> no idea. See, Priya Govinda Prabhu came from Belgaum. In Belgaum, people have no interest whatsoever, is it? Just not an issue to them. That's not even very far from the Andhra border. How far is it? Less than a hundred kilometers? Eight hundred. Eight hundred kilometers? From border. From the border? 
Is it long word? Anyway, all right, okay, I was wrong there. So, uh, anyway, the point I'm making is that everything is in one sense within the scope of Krishna because nothing is separate from Krishna. But if we hear from Prabhupada, we'll understand how everything is non-different from Krishna. And if we hear from others, we'll never remember Krishna. So, uh, let us hear from Prabhupada. How Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. We're all His servants. The only auspicious path is, is to serve Krishna, to surrender to Krishna in pure devotional service. So, Srila Prabhupada would describe all these points and he would first of all chant this Jai Radha Madhava. So, Srila Prabhupada was absorbed in the mellows of Vrindavan and he came to this material world to remind us that we are not meant for anything but serving Krishna in Vrindavan. Jai Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Gopi Jannavallabha Girivaradhari Girivaradhari Jashodanandana Vraja Janaranjana Yamuna Tira Vanachari Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare